Hello, welcome to the Dear Nikki podcast, where I'm going to be giving you personalized user research advice based on your questions or struggles. So let's dive into today's episode. Hello, hello. Happy November. Can you believe it? It, Halloween was yesterday. I ate about 5,000 pieces of candy and still feel sick (laughs) and will probably continue to feel sick for quite some time the rest of the day, maybe even tomorrow. But I don't know if you know this, but November is actually National Novel Writing Month. NaNoWriMo is what we call it. So during the month of November, every single year, I write a 50,000 word novel (laughs) in 30 days. Super simple, right? So that kicked off today. If that's something you're interested in, I'm (laughs) NaNoWriMo does not sponsor this podcast, but head on over to NaNoWriMo.com and look it up, check it out. It's really fun. You write about 1700 words a day. And that at the end of November, so in 30 days, totals to about 50,000 words. Super exciting. I am starting a new book. I'm in the middle of a book, actually towards the end of a book, finally. And I paused this month, which was tough, but paused this month to uh, to do NaNoWriMo with a new book. I'm actually really excited about this one too. So Anyways, that is not at all within the scope of my user research related life, but just thought I'd share some some fun stuff. I get really excited about it, so I like to scream it from the rooftops whenever I can, and this is a rooftop in a way. So I received a question. It was actually a text question, so what I'm going to do is read it out, dive right into it really, really excited about this one. It's hard. I had to really think about what I wanted to say and how to respond to this question. So let's let's dive into it. As a contract user researcher slash UX designer, I regularly work with project managers slash product owners slash product managers. When is it okay to challenge their plans? I always feel like they are in control of the roadmap and what user research or user UX designers do. But in your podcast, you suggest prioritizing work. So my question is, when is it our job to do this? And when is it that of a product owner or product manager? (laughs) Loaded question here. This This is really tough. It's something that I struggled with for a really long time mostly because I hate confrontation and I tend to operate with less confidence and more of that imposter syndrome feeling. So I don't like, or I didn't like being the person that was almost like in charge of things and bringing up ideas or challenging ideas. It really scared me to do things like this because I just, I didn't feel like I had the the right to do it, the confidence to do it, the experience to do it, whatever, insert whatever word there. I didn't feel like I I had that. However, what I and and again, this was really difficult for me to think about how to best answer this question because I don't want to share ideas that 
either people feel uncomfortable doing and thus they don't they don't really work out too well because you have to be in a certain mindset in order to do some of these things and second i it's it really depends on your relationship with your product person or with your colleagues so with those two things in mind i'm going to talk through some of the strategies that i used whenever it comes to challenging or I would, I would even change this to like collaborating with and working with product people in within the scope of maybe recommending different things than what they set out to do or what they feel like they want to do. So let's start with the fact that there are two kind of loops of feedback or projects, let's say. There is reactive research and reactive design and proactive research and proactive design. Since I am not a UX designer, I spent very little time within the design world. I'm going to focus more on the user research part of this question. So really looking into reactive research and proactive research. So what are those two loops? Reactive research are things like we've created something and it's not working. Can you do research to understand what is going wrong. Another reactive research project might be, hey, we're creating a prototype based on, I don't know, gut assumption, somebody's dream that they had, a thought in a shower. Can you test it? Right? So even that, I would consider that reactive. Some people might consider that proactive, but to me, it's, it sits in the reactive side when it's something that's not based off prior research. Other things when it comes to reactive research are, you know, we've created these personas based off of assumptions. Can you then help us understand if these are valid or not? It's reactive research tends to be a lot of validation. So you you hear that word validation a lot. It's okay to be in to be doing reactive research. You are bound to do reactive research in your role, no matter what, no matter how mature the company is, you will have to do reactive research. However, I will say reactive research is a sign of a low maturity organization. So then we have more proactive research. These are projects that are more like, what do we do next? You know, so who are our users? So getting getting ahead of the of the roadmap, getting ahead of the organization, using the organization's goals or the team's goals to help us define what projects we could do to set that team or set that organization up for success. So things like personas, journey maps, so those bigger generative research outcomes, as well as we, we aren't sure what to do within this space or even, you know, we're, we're not sure what feature, what product, what whatever, what innovation should come next. So let's do research to understand what's coming up for us and, and what we can do next. That's how I define the two separate reactive and proactive types of projects. And again, both of them are fine and you will find both no matter, again, how, how mature your company is. But when you think about it, as, as I kind of mentioned in the proactive piece, proactive research looks, it, there, there can be two ways. It looks at the roadmap that a product manager or product owner has and 
tries to get ahead of that roadmap. So let's say that, or, or goals, you know, not everybody has a roadmap. So a team, team goals might be something that's applicable here too. So looks at the team goals or the roadmap and tries to get ahead by planning research that can positively impact that roadmap or those team goals. So let's take team goal for retention. Let's say that we want to increase retention rates. So we want people staying, let's say people drop drop out of our subscription model after one month, right? So we see them dropping out after one month and we want to, we know that if we retain them for three months, they will more likely become lifetime and loyal customers, but there's something happening at that one month mark. And we are, we are struggling with keeping the majority of our customers through that one month mark. Let's say that's the team goal for Q1 of next year. So with that in mind, I would go ahead, and this is more of that proactive research. I see this coming up and I say, we're going to have to answer that at some point. We're going to have to do something about that. We don't know what to do about it. So let's go and do research and understand why people are dropping off at this one month mark. So what are their pain points? What are their needs that we're not fulfilling? What are the goals that they're having that we're not helping them achieve? What are the problems that they're having and the struggles that they're having, having within that month that we're not helping to alleviate? What are we not supporting them on? You know, So I would go and do that research and do all of that kind of stuff to, to help my team understand solutions that could help them achieve that goal. So if we understand what's happening at that one month mark that's causing that drop off, and again, we're not going to be able to keep everybody, but if we have a better understanding about what's causing a lot of people to drop off and we fix that, then that team can can then achieve their goals. And so what happens is if we do that generative research, so we see that coming up when we do that generative research, and then that generative research splits into things like usability testing, because that's a really good, that's a really great way to work is we find these general ideas and themes, and then we turn them into ideas through ideation workshops, and then we usability test them, and then they become features that can actually impact this data, right? So let's say that a pain point is, let's go for a food subscription box, because that is super easy to kind of talk through in this in this example, a food subscription box. And, and one month means that they're getting, hmm, let's say, bi-weekly they sign up two, two to four boxes within that one month, and then they cancel. So let's say that we hear things like the box is late, uh, the food is bad, um, the recipe cards are difficult to understand. So these are all pain points that we're getting, or their goals are, hey, I, I don't want to have to think about groceries, I don't have to get groceries, but since some of the food is bad, I actually end up have, having to go last minute because I open the open the recipe when I want it. And I see in that moment at 5 p.m. after a day of work that I, my onion's bad and an onion is a big part of this dish, right? Or the peppers are bad or the potatoes are bad or whatever it might be, like a staple part of the dish. And so I actually not only have to go out and get stuff, but it's super inconvenient, right? So then what we do is we generate ideas that then go onto the roadmap to do things like testing usability testing and testing these different feature ideas and testing these different solutions to these problems. So in that way, we are almost impacting the roadmap by starting with that proactive research within this problem space of how to positively move these metrics that the team is focused on. Same with 
the roadmap. If you see a big project coming up on a roadmap, you know, you can ideally research is working ahead of that. So we we kind of see these these projects that are coming up. So it's much easier to do this with usability tests. So we see that this feature is coming up and beforehand, before that feature is going into development, we are going and testing it with our with our users. And ideally that that feature is based off of prior research. So we don't have to do any background research ahead of that. So that is one way that research can really positively impact a roadmap and a plan. But I know that proactive research and sometimes seeing somebody's roadmap ahead of time is not easy and does not always happen. So a lot of times researchers are spent guessing and that's when you have to push your stakeholders and asking them questions. What's coming up? How can I help? How can I help support you? What are the goals? How can I help support those goals? How can I help move those goals forward? And giving examples of uh, kind of what I just gave, hey, if we're looking to increase retention uh, month over month, here are some things that I can explore right now that might give us some ideas for solutions that will move those metrics forward, right? So. Oftentimes, actually what happens is reactive research. And the problem, again, reactive research is okay. It happens, we get crunched, something comes from above that has to get done. It's a part of life. The biggest problem that I see with reactive research, and this might is where your, your question might be coming from, is reactive research tends to be panicky, <laughs> really panicky and not thoughtful and not intentional. So what happens is there is a feature or something that gets into your request. So a stakeholder comes to you saying, ah, we need to, you know, we need to test this feature because we have to have this feature, right? And you're sitting there saying, well, where did this idea come from? And why are we doing this? And there might be also an extra layer to that of if we're already going to develop this feature and put it out there, release it, why are we doing research right now? Why can't we just then kind of, if, if nothing's going to change, why can't we just then honestly release it and see what happens data-wise and then dive back in if something's not working? So this is maybe hopefully i'm i'm hitting on something that has happened like so so this is the this is the plan that you're trying to challenge so somebody kind of comes to you a, a stakeholder whomever that might be and says this is what we need to do first things first when i talk about prioritizing i i mean prioritizing your specific work right so you are prioritizing this is when many projects are coming in at once and you are prioritizing the most impactful research for an organization or a team, whatever level you feel comfortable with. Ideally, it should be at the organizational level, but sometimes it starts at that team level. So you are prioritizing the most important work that you can do, so research work that you can do to help support your team and organization. Second thing, um, when it comes to control of the roadmap, Product managers are in control of the roadmap. It's their job. It is their job to be in control of the product roadmap because they are a product owner, product manager. That is a very normal thing. And to a degree, because of that product roadmap, 
some of your work will be already decided for you in a way. I, so this is where that proactive versus reactive comes back into play. So if you have done research, let's say you did some generative research and you figured out some pain points. Let's go back to that subscription. You figured out some pain points about um, instead of the food being bad, uh, the deliveries don't come. So on Jersey, where we are, uh, it's we're on an island. And sometimes, well, a lot of the times during the winter, the only way for the food to get over so the boxes, and this is all deliveries, not just not just food subscription boxes, um, uh, they get canceled because the ferry is canceled, right? So we actually see it in our supermarkets on Jersey is that there's barely any food in the supermarkets when you have really bad winter weather because of the winds and the ferry not being able to come over and deliver food. So let's say that that's a problem that we've heard is during the winter because of bad weather in places where bad weather happens, we see a lot of boxes getting canceled, lost, or not showing up. Right. So let's say you did that research and you prioritize some other pain points like the bad food, the recipe cards being difficult. But let's say that pain point has carried over now into the next quarter and is something that the, the team wants to tackle as a project. So uh, figuring out how to how to either let people know. I, I'm not going to solutionize, actually, because that's the point. So that that has come up. So in a way, your work for that quarter has kind of been decided for you. However, it is based on previous research that you have done. So for me, that makes sense that for the product manager to go, this is actually really impactful for the business because they know better than I do because they are the expert within that sits between the business and the teams. They, they should know what is best. So they say, this is something that's going to be a priority. And you say, okay, makes sense because it's based off of research. And what we'll do is we'll come up with an ideation workshop, come up with some solutions and test them and see what we can do. So in a way, your work is determined for you. However, that's okay when it's based off of previous research that you've done. Now, where I think the problem comes in is when it's more reactive and not based off of previous research. So what that means is you have roadmaps that are coming in where people just say these features or these ideas or these projects, they need to happen. And you're kind of sitting there doing a lot of reactive research on things that aren't backed by research. If somebody had a good idea again, somebody had heard from an exec that this had to happen, etc. So what happens when you are in that situation? Because the other situations are fine. A product manager should be helping you prioritize what's happening because you are a support system for that team. If they have certain goals that they need to accomplish, then help them accomplish their goals as long as a lot of those projects, not all of them, but a lot of them are based off research or you're given the space to do the generative research to do that discovery first and then leading them into solution land. So what happens if all of the research is reactive and not really based off any previous research or anything at all? So this is where I say you need to have that mindset where you are okay with confrontation and you are okay with, and confrontation isn't necessarily a negative thing, but you are okay with being the expert because that is what you are. You are the expert in this field 
the same as anybody else's. So if you were to go to a data analyst and say, this is the project we need to do, we need you to pull this data for this project. And the data analyst says, that's not the data that's going to help you. This is the data that's going to help you. Or if the product manager were, go, were to go to a dev and say, this is how we need to code. And the dev would say, mm, I don't think that that's actually how we need to code this. Let me do it. Right? You are an expert within the scope of this research space. So if there is something that's coming up that doesn't make sense, you can absolutely challenge it, right? So if somebody says, hey, um, for this subscription box, we are going to put in a solution to this problem that we've never heard of where people want a QR code on the recipes to watch a YouTube video instead of the recipe card. Let's say that that's somebody's fantastic idea. And you say, kind of say, hmm, that's interesting. Where did that come from? So, and when you challenge people's ideas, this is where you have to have that confidence because you challenge them with an open mindset, not with that more confrontational, like we should not be doing this aspect. So instead, and this is where I've talked about in the past treating stakeholders like users. So you kind of have to interview them. Hey, where did that idea come from? Is that based off research? Why are we focusing on that? Hey, we've heard this pain point in the past. I think that might actually be a place to, to kind of sit and think about rather than jumping right to this conclusion or where did this solution come from? You know, so asking those, those open questions where you can try and get them to understand that this is based on nothing, right? And also it gives you the understanding because if they turn around and say, you know, we did a survey and everybody said that this was what they wanted, but depending on how that survey question was formed and asked, you know, that might be something that might be something where you say, okay, fine, let's put it on, but let's A-B test it, right? So let's see if, or let's just keep an eye on it to see if people actually use it. Let's keep an eye on, or let's put out a survey with it to see the feedback that we can get. So asking those questions and 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 instead of saying we should not do this or this does not make sense trying to understand where this came from and trying to understand the wiggle room that you have because the worst thing that we can do when challenging people is to just challenge them that is something that i have i have come to so many times when i say no to people it is so much more difficult and so much more disruptive and terrible for our relationship building when I just say no. Instead, I always say to say no, but, okay, no, but. So rather than just shutting something down, come in with alternatives. So we shouldn't do this. Try not to say that, or no, we're not going to do this, or no, this is a bad idea. So, hey, instead of this QR code as a solution, I strongly recommend that we change the font size on the card because of whatever previous data, right? So you can go, you can kind of go to that and you can say, hey, and this might actually be easier because we can A-B test the font size and see if that makes a difference in helping people. Or we can say, hey, instead of whatever whatever idea this person has, I strongly recommend doing this other research because it can help these, these specific metrics and goals that you have move forward better, right? So 
instead of just saying no, come with solutions. And, and what I always recommend is come with a lean solution and a more complex solution. So you could say to that, that, that stakeholder, instead of, instead of, you know, this QR code and testing this with, with users, could we instead try, you know, this font size and an unmoderated test that's super quick for you? Or could we scrap all of this and start over and just ask people what they're missing, right? So you come with that more lean idea and you come with a more complex idea so that you, you throw it back into their court of which one to choose from. So, and, and the thing is, is you can't expect product owners or product managers or any stakeholders really to, to suggest perfect research all the time. They are not the experts. Um, we, we can't expect them to understand exactly how to form a research plan or an idea that's a really great one. So this might be look for continue, look, look at continuous education for your stakeholders. You will have to do this over time. And I know that you mentioned your contract working. So that might mean that you don't have that capacity to continuously educate stakeholders, but the best thing that you can do is bring those alternative solutions and the explanation of why, and as much as you can tie that back to the goals that they have. So just because people say that they don't like the recipe cards does not mean a QR code with a YouTube video link to it is going to help. Hey, maybe it does. If it's based on research, then, then let it fly. If it's not, if it's just somebody's cool, super idea, then what is your what are your, some of your alternatives that you can come up with and how will those alternatives be better than the one that this person has said similarly if product managers or stakeholders come to you with questions like hey do users prefer this or that design what i always say is hey preference is a slippery slope there's this uh, hierarchy of user needs first things need to be functional and reliable the usability has to be good so let's before it can be delightful and and great and before they can even prefer things preference has a lot of confounding variables let's do usability testing instead because it can help you in this this and this way right so not just saying no but coming with those alternative perspectives, those alternative ideas, and explaining again how those can help the team move forward. That is how I challenge stakeholders' plans. And I have had plenty of, of stakeholders suggest research that does not make sense. And the best thing that I can do is go back to them and say, you know, instead, why don't we try this or this? right? You don't need to come with 10 different ideas because that's overwhelming. Usually I say two to three different ideas, one lean, one complex. If you want to go with three, one smack in the middle. Always keep in mind too, that if you're adding time to the project, right? So if you're saying we really can't do anything until we do this more generative research, you need to come with a really compelling case, right? Because at the end of the day, these stakeholders are trying to move their teams forward. They're trying to make impact on the organization and you are there to support them. So you do need to come in as an expert and say, hey, this might not move this metric forward, you know, but these other projects, these other ideas could, or hey, 
rather than running away with a solution, let's first pause. Let me do a, a, a two, three hour ideation workshop on the problem space. Let's come up with a few other ideas and test them. Maybe we can do unmoderated testing over the weekend so that it's quick and easy for you. Maybe it takes a little bit longer, but just so that we make sure we're coming up with the best ideas to move these metrics forward. So in general, what the, the roadmap that the product manager owns will to a certain extent dictate the work that you are doing. However, you should always try your best to be ahead of that work with research and make sure that when it comes to more feature-based ideas, they are based on research. And if you have to challenge those plans, right, come with alternatives, come with some other ideas of how to help them, help support them and help them reach their goals. That's really what it comes down to whenever you're challenging anybody with anything and keeping an open mind by understanding where these ideas came from and then saying that you understand them because people want to be heard and understood and then saying, hey, this might be a better idea because it can help you in these other ways and we're not sure about that other idea that you had mentioned first. So this is a really complex topic. If anybody has follow-up questions, please ping me and let me know because I know that this this is it's a broad topic and again, complex. So please ping me if anybody has any follow-up questions, but I hope that that was helpful. I wasn't planning on spending 30 minutes talking about this. I thought it would be a lot quicker than that, but hey ho, here we are. And I look forward to the next question and seeing you and talking to you soon. Thank you so much. Thanks again for listening. Don't forget to hit subscribe and submit your next question. And I look forward to talking to you all soon. Bye.